Talk less. Listen more. Hey, thanks for pushing play and inviting me to hang out with you for part of your day. Welcome to the Stronger Together podcast. I'm Risa Ganell, licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. I'm a wife, mom, or ema, as my daughter calls me, and stepmom. With 25 years of experience as a couples therapist, five marathons under my belt so far, and a passion for helping relationships thrive. Let's all get stronger together physically, emotionally, and in our most important relationships. Let's get to it. If you're anything like me, you can't keep your eyes off your Facebook feed. I've been scrolling and scrolling and reading all kinds of posts. It's like I've been sucked into this vortex that I can't get myself out of. Now for me, I've been laid up for a week and a half post-surgery. And so I've had way too much time on my hands to get sucked into Facebook. And well, I'll tell you a little bit more about that in another episode, what I learned from that surgery that I had. But when it comes to what's going on in our world, I felt like because of the name of my podcast, Stronger Together, I couldn't just ignore what's going on. Now, as I said in episode zero, this is not a a podcast about politics. But it is about relationships. And we are really seeing relationships struggle because of politics and the recent campaign and election. Grown children aren't talking to their parents. Thanksgiving plans are being canceled. Marriages are being tested. And lifelong friendships are being called into question. The divisiveness around us is unsettling, to say the least. And I see posts from people who I really respect and admire and never knew they felt the way that they do. So I'm learning new things about people. And I'm also seeing some of my friends and colleagues get sucked sucked into conversations and posts back and forth in arguments and trying to convince others to see things their way. And I don't know about you, but I am so drained from it. It's so exhausting. It like I said, it sucks the life out of me. In particular, I had a conversation with a friend. And it really opened my eyes to what I really want to encourage all of you to do, right? Like we can all sit in our frustration, whether it was our candidate that won or our candidate that didn't win. And again, I'm not going to go into that because that's not what this is about. But I want to empower you. I want to empower you in ways that are effective and that create change in our world, even if it's just one person at a time. 
So let's go back to that conversation I had mentioned to you. I have a really, really dear friend, someone I have known for well over 10 years. We have lots of things in common. And I admire and respect her in so many ways. And I know she does feel the same about me. So we have this great friendship and connect over many, many things. But I knew and she knew that we had different political viewpoints. And we don't talk about politics in general. In general, I don't talk about politics. I really don't like talking about politics. It makes me uncomfortable. You know, I, I, I'd rather sit with a couple who are arguing and work with them on that than talk about politics. That makes me less uncomfortable uh, than talking about politics. So this friend of mine really felt like she had to hide what she thinks and feels, especially in front of others who she knows doesn't feel the way that she does. And I really wanted to reach out to her because I didn't want her to feel that way around me. I didn't want her to feel like she couldn't be herself, that she couldn't talk about things that were important to her in front of me. So that's exactly what I did. I reached out to her and I said, look, I know that you're kind of anxious about politics coming up in one of our get-togethers. And I just want you to know that you can talk with me about anything. And I really would like to hear your perspective because I want to better understand your perspective. And that wasn't easy to do. Like some of the things that she thinks and believes in, I really don't. And it makes my you know heart start to race and my blood pressure go up when we start talking. But I was keeping in mind the importance of this person to me. This isn't someone sitting across from me who just is someone with thoughts that are different from me. This is a person. This is a person who has experiences in her life that I don't have. And I have experiences that she doesn't have. So she really appreciated that I reached out to her and we did. We sat down and we talked. And I said to her at the very beginning, because this was my mission, like I really thought about what is the mission of this conversation that I'm having with her. And my mission was to just understand. I just wanted to know and understand her perspective. I was not going to try and convince her to see it differently or to see it my way. And I asked her to do the same for me, to say, let's not make this a debate. Let's not make this a session to convince each other, but just to hear each other, just to talk, just to understand. And as a little aside, I have another friend who had the experience of uh, a friend saying to her, um, I don't want to talk about the election with you. And she responded, this friend of mine responded, I hope you're not going to let a 30-year friendship end over this election. And the response she got was, I won't. That's why I won't talk with you about it. So this person set a really firm limit, like, this is off limits. I'm not going to talk to you about this. 
which is certainly everyone's prerogative. If there's an area that you're just not willing to talk about, you can set that limit. But I'm going to encourage you to do the opposite, to reach out, to understand. And that doesn't mean agree. It just means empathize. Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Just seek to know the other person, the other person's perspectives a little bit better. You know, I think back to when I was a kid. My family had lots of holidays, Passover, Rosh Hashanah, all kinds of, you know, Thanksgiving, of course, all kinds of holidays where family members would gather at my house lots of times. And aunts and uncles would talk about all different kinds of things, including the politics of the day. And there were heated arguments, there were heated discussions, there were differing opinions. And what is going on now made me reflect on that because my parents, well, my father, because my mother passed away six years ago, um, my father and mother have these friendships to this day. Like, even though there were lots of differing opinions and discussions that were extremely difficult, it didn't end their friendships. Now, I'm not going to say it didn't end any of them. I don't know. I was a kid. So maybe, maybe there were some friendships that didn't last, but many, many lasted. And I know that they have differing opinions to this day. And I think that's a model for all of us, that the past generations handled this in a way that we can model. One of the things that we really need in order to heal the divisiveness that has been going on is more listening, less talking, less convincing. Listening is a bridge to understanding. And understanding helps dissolve fear, and it nurtures connection. And connection is what we need more than ever right now. We are stronger together, right? And so how do we do that? How do we foster those connections and reduce the divisiveness? There's actually research to back this up, which I found really fascinating. In 2016, some researchers stumbled on a radical tactic for reducing another person's bigotry. And what was it? A frank, brief conversation. There was a study out of Stanford University at the University of California, Berkeley. Oh, it's both. So sorry about that. It's through both universities, Stanford University and the University of California, Berkeley. And they looked at how simple conversations could help combat attitudes. In this case, it was anti-transgender attitudes. I won't go into all the details of the research. I'll link to the study or the article about the study in my show notes so you can check it out. But one of the things that they found that was really powerful and why I bring this research to you today is that our culture today is currently fostering, calling people out, shaming them, and name-calling them. 
shaming them in public, whether it's on Facebook or whatever. And the fact is, it doesn't work. It doesn't change people's minds. I mean, how many times have you guys seen others or gotten caught up yourself in these posts going back and forth? And we've all seen the meme that's out there that, you know, says something like posting your political position on Facebook changed someone's mind. Never, right? It just it doesn't work. And what does work? I mean, what matters is what does work. Lots of us want to take action and speak up for the values that we believe in. And what this research shows is that sitting down and having a 10-minute conversation to simply understand the other person's perspective is what works. I find that to be really powerful. And that's what I sought to do with my friend. And I feel like we have a deeper connection now. We still don't agree. And that's okay. We don't have to agree. We don't have to agree. Here are six things that I think are really important to implement in order to help decrease the divisiveness in your own family, in your own friendships, even in your marriage. Okay, first of all, number one, Facebook rants are not the way to deal with this. I see close friends and colleagues getting into rants back and forth with one another. And I want to say to them, it's not working. It's not working. You don't have to do it that way. There's other more productive ways to do it. It's sucking the energy out of you. And we all need more energy, not less. So, you know, Facebook and other social media sites are helpful um, platforms. But how do we use them? And I... A a dear friend of mine and a mentor of mine said to me one day, (laughs) this was after I posted something that, well, somebody didn't like and got upset with me and unfriended me, (laughs) whatever. Um, Yeah, I've had that happen to me too. And she said to me, post about what you stand for, not against. Post about the things you stand for, not against. I think that's great advice. Get the message out to the world of what you do believe in, what you do stand for, what is important to you, what your values are, not what you're against, not only what you're against. So that's number two. Number three, don't feed the trolls, right? That sort of is connected to number one. Don't feed the trolls. When people start ranting and saying nasty, negative things, shut it down. Don't feed into that. And number four is have in-person conversations. You know, online, through texting and all of that, there's so much that gets lost. And thoughts, not thoughts, but feelings um, are inflamed. Emotions are inflamed. And it's not productive. Have in-person conversations. I remember couple of years ago when my daughter was having an exchange with a friend of hers, and it was an upset conversation. They were texting back and forth, which of course all the kids do today. Not just the kids, uh, us grownups do it too. And I said to her, pick up the phone and call her, talk to her, have a genuine interaction. Texting is wonderful. Facebook messaging, posting on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever your thing is. Those are all helpful tools, but 
there are certain ways that they're not helpful. And we need more in-person conversations, real interactions with real human beings so that no one is dehumanized. I think that's one of the things. People say things on text and messaging and so on that they would never say in person. There's, there's a distance and the ability to dehumanize the other person on the other side of the keyboard or the other side of the screen that is accounted for or is totally different when you have an in-person conversation. So number five, respectfully end or set some boundaries for conversations with others. I know plenty of families who have, it's, it's always that uncle who won't shut up, who just keeps talking, who says mean and nasty things, and everybody has to tolerate it, right? Look, there are people who don't shut things down, who no matter what you say or do, you can't have a respectful, thoughtful conversation that leads to more uh, connection and understanding. I get that. So it's really okay to respectfully end and set boundaries for conversations with others. Maybe those aren't the people to reach out to and talk to about politics. Say, hey, you know, let's make that one off limits. We're, we, we disagree. And I'd really rather spend the evening talking about a lot of other things that, that would be much more energizing and powerful to both of us. And number six, get involved in causes that matter to you. Just like I said before about posting about what you stand for, not against, take action on things that you stand for. There are lots of volunteer opportunities. There are lots of phone calls that need to be made. There are lots of things, no matter which side of the aisle you stand on, that you can speak up for that can help and support others and is really empowering, which is taking action. My challenge to you is to find one person with different views than yours. Invite them over. Invite them to start a conversation and make it your mission to understand, not to persuade. Make it your mission to understand what they're saying, repeat what they're saying un- until they say, yes, you get it, you got it, you understand what I'm saying. Now, carefully choose that person. But I really believe that this is how we can make significant change one person at a time, one relationship at a time, to help heal and bring together all the relationships in our lives, be it over political issues or other things. Right now, it, that's just the climate that we're in. And that's, a, that's what it is. That's what we're facing. So let's face it. So until next time, be strong, be brave, and think, seek understanding. We are stronger together. The Stronger Together podcast is brought to you by TogetherCouplesCounseling.com, where we help couples communicate better, trust more, and argue less. Please visit our website for more information on this podcast, our in-person couples therapy services, and online fitness coaching for couples and individuals. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to hearing from you. So part of getting stronger together is when I get input from you. Please subscribe to this podcast and take a few minutes to write a review on iTunes. 
I really appreciate it. 